Chapter Thirteen of Benito Sereno. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Benito Sereno by Herman Melville. Chapter Thirteen, A Deposition. Omitting the incidents and arrangements ensuing, suffice it that after two days spent in refitting. The two ships sailed in company for Concepcion in Chile, and thence for Lima in Peru, where, before the vice-regal courts, the whole affair from the beginning underwent investigation. Though, midway on the passage, the ill-fated Spaniard, relaxed from constraint, showed some signs of regaining health with free will, yet, agreeably to his own foreboding, shortly before arriving at Lima, he relapsed finally becoming so reduced as to be carried ashore in arms hearing of his story and plight one of the many religious institutions of the city of kings opened an hospitable refuge to him where both physician and priest were his nurses and a member of the order volunteered to be his one special guardian and consoler by night and by day the following extracts, translated from one of the official Spanish documents, will, it is hoped, shed light on the preceding narrative, as well as, in the first place, reveal the true port of departure and true history of the San Dominique's voyage, down to the time of her touching at the island of Santa Maria. But ere the extracts come, it may be well to preface them with a remark. The document selected, from among many others, for partial translation, contains the deposition of Benito Sereno, the first taken in the case. Some disclosures therein were, at the time, held dubious for both learned and natural reasons. The tribunal inclined to the opinion that the deponent, not undisturbed in his mind by recent events, raved of some things which could never have happened but subsequent depositions of the surviving sailors bearing out the revelations of their captain in several of the strangest particulars gave credence to the rest so that the tribunal in its final decision rested its capital sentences upon statements which had they lacked confirmation it would have deemed it but duty to reject i don jose de abos and padilla his majesty's notary for the royal revenue and register of this province and notary public of the holy crusade of this bishopric etc do certify and declare as much as is requisite in law that in the criminal case commenced the twenty-fourth of the month of september in the year seventeen hundred and ninety-nine against the senegal negroes of the ship san dominique the following declaration before me was made declaration of the first witness don benito sereno the same day and month and year his honor dr juan martinez de dosas counsellor of the royal audience of this kingdom and learned in the law of this intendancy ordered the captain of the ship san dominique don benito sereno to appear which he did in his litter attended by the monk in Feles, of whom he received before don jose de abos and padilla notary public of the holy crusade the oath which he took by god our lord and a sign of the cross under which he promised to tell the truth of whatever he should know and should be asked 
and being interrogated agreeably to the tenor of the act commencing the process he said that on the twentieth of may last he set sail with his ship from the port of valparaiso bound to that of Cajau, loaded with the produce of the country and one hundred and sixty blacks of both sexes mostly belonging to don alejandro aranda gentleman of the city of mendoza that the crew of the ship consisted of thirty-six men beside the persons who went as passengers that the negroes were in part as follows here in the original follows a list of some fifty names descriptions and ages compiled from certain recovered documents of arandas and also from recollections of the deponent from which portions only are extracted one from about eighteen to nineteen years named jose and this was the man that waited upon his master don alejandro and who speaks well the spanish having served him four or five years a mulatto named francesco the cabin steward of a good person and voice having sung in the valparaiso churches native of the province of buenos aires aged about thirty-five years a smart negro named dago who had been for many years a grave-digger among the spaniards aged forty-six years four old negroes born in africa from sixty to seventy but sound cockers by trade whose names are as follows the first was named muri and he was killed as was also his son named diamelo the second nakta the third jola likewise killed the fourth gofan and six full-grown negroes aged from thirty to forty-five all raw and born among the ashantees martiniki yan lekbe mapenda yambayo akim four of whom were killed a powerful negro named atufal who being supposed to have been a chief in africa his owners set great store by him and a small negro of senegal but some years among the spaniards aged about thirty which negro's name was babo that he does not remember the names of the others but that still expecting the residue of don alejandro's papers will be found will then take due account of them all and remit to the court and thirty-nine women and children of all ages after the catalogue the deposition goes on as follows that all the negroes slept upon deck as is customary in this navigation and none wore fetters because the owner his friend aranda told him that they were all tractable that on the seventh day after leaving port at three o'clock in the morning all the spaniards being asleep except the two officers on the watch who were the boatswain juan robles and the carpenter juan bautista gallete and the helmsman and his boy the negroes revolted suddenly wounded dangerously the boatswain and the carpenter and successively killed eighteen men of those who were sleeping upon deck some with handspikes and hatchets and others by throwing them alive overboard after tying them that of the spaniards upon deck they left about seven as he thinks alive and tied to manoeuvre the ship and three or four more who hid themselves remained also alive although in the act of revolt the negroes made themselves masters of the hatchway six or seven wounded went through it to the cockpit without any hindrance on their part that in the act of revolt the mate and another person whose name he does not recollect attempted to come up through the hatchway 
but having been wounded at the onset, they were obliged to return to the cabin. That the deponent resolved at break of day to come up the companionway, where the negro Babo was, being the ringleader, and Atufal who assisted him, and having spoken to them, exhorted them to cease committing such atrocities, asking them, at the same time, what they wanted and intended to do, offering himself to obey their commands, that, notwithstanding this, they threw in his presence three men alive and tied overboard, that they told the deponent to come up, and that they would not kill him, which having done, the negro Babo asked him whether there were in those seas any negro countries where they might be carried, and he answered them, no, that the negro Babo afterwards told him to carry them to Senegal, or to the neighboring islands of St. Nicholas, and he answered that this was impossible, on account of the great distance, the necessity involved of rounding Cape Horn, the bad condition of the vessel, the want of provisions, sails, and water, but that the negro Babo replied to him he must carry them in any way, that they would do and conform themselves to everything the deponent should require, as to eating and drinking, that after a long conference, being absolutely compelled to please them, for they threatened him to kill all the whites if they were not, at all events, carried to Senegal, he told them that what was most wanting for the voyage was water, that they would go near the coast to take it, and hence they would proceed on their course, that the negro Babo agreed to it, and the deponent steered toward the intermediate ports, hoping to meet some Spanish or foreign vessel that would save them, that within ten or eleven days they saw the land, and continued their course by it in the vicinity of Nazca, that the deponent observed that the negroes were now restless and mutinous, because he did not affect the taking in of water, the negro Babo having required, with threats, that it should be done, without fail, the following day. He told him he saw plainly that the coast was steep, and the rivers designated in the maps were not to be found, with other reasons suitable to the circumstances, that the best way would be to go to the island of Santa Maria, where they might water and victual easily, it being a desert island, as the foreigners did, that the deponent did not go to Pisco, that was near, nor make any other port of the coast, because the negro Babo had intimated to him several times that he would kill all the whites the very moment he should perceive any city, town, or settlement of any kind on the shores to which they should be carried, that having determined to go to the island of Santa Maria, as the deponent had planned, for the purpose of trying, whether in the passage or in the island itself, they could find any vessel that should favor them, or whether he could escape from it in a boat to the neighboring coast of Arruco. To adopt the necessary means, he immediately changed his course, steering for the island. That the negroes Babo and Atufal held daily conferences, in which they discussed what was necessary for their design of returning to Senegal, whether they were to kill all the Spaniards, and particularly the deponent. That eight days after parting from the coast of Nazca, the deponent being on the watch a little after daybreak, and soon after the negroes had their meeting, the negro Babo came to the place where the deponent was, and told him that he had determined to kill his master, Don Alejandro Aranda, both because he and his companions could not otherwise be sure of their liberty, 
and that, to keep the seamen in subjection, he wanted to prepare a warning of what road they should be made to take, did they or any of them oppose him, and that, by means of the death of Don Alejandro, that warning would best be given, but that what this last meant that opponent did not at the time comprehend, nor could not, further than that the death of Don Alejandro was intended. And moreover, the negro babo proposed to the deponent to call the mate Ronads, who was sleeping in the cabin, before the thing was done, for fear, as the deponent understood it, that the mate, who was a good navigator, should be killed with Don Alejandro, and the rest. That the deponent, who was the friend from youth of Don Alejandro, prayed and conjured, but all was useless, for the negro babo answered him that the thing could not be prevented, and that all the Spaniards risked their death if they should attempt to frustrate his will in this matter, or in any other. That, in this conflict, the deponent called the mate Ranads, who was forced to go apart, and immediately the negro babo commanded the Ashanti Martiniqui and the Ashanti Lecbe to go and commit the murder, that those two went down with the hatchets to the birth of Don Alejandro, that, yet half alive and mangled, they dragged him on deck, that they were going to throw him overboard in that state, but the negro babo stopped them, bidding the murder be completed on the deck before him, which was done, when, by his orders, the body was carried below, forward, that nothing more was seen of it by the deponent for three days, that Don Alonso Sidonia, an old man, long resident of Valparaiso, and lately appointed to a civil office in Peru, whither he had taken passage, was at the time sleeping in the berth opposite Don Alejandro's, that, awakening at his cries, surprised by them, and at the sight of the negroes with their bloody hatchets in their hands, he threw himself into the sea, through a window which was near him, and was drowned, without it being in the power of the deponent to assist or take him up. That, a short time after killing Aranda, they brought upon deck his German cousin of middle age, Don Francisco Massa, of Mendoza, and the young Don Joaquin, Marquez de Aramboalasa, then lately from Spain, with his Spanish servant Ponce, and the three young clerks of Aranda, José Mozairi, Lorenzo Vargas, and Hermenegildo Gandix, all of Cadiz, that Don Joaquin and Hermenegildo Gandix, the negro babo, for purposes hereafter to appear, preserved alive, but Don Francisco Massa, José Mozairi, and Lorenzo Vargas, with Ponce, the servant, besides the boatswain, Juan Robles, the boatswain's mates, Manuel Vizcaya and Rodrigo Urta, and four of the sailors, the negro babo ordered to be thrown alive into the sea, although they made no resistance, nor begged for anything else but mercy. That the boatswain, Juan Robles, who knew how to swim, kept the longest above water, making acts of contrition, and in the last words he uttered, charged this deponent to cause mass to be said for his soul to Our Lady of Succor. That during the three days which followed, the deponent, uncertain what fate had befallen the remains of Don Alejandro, frequently asked the negro babo where they were, and, if still on board, whether they were to be preserved for interment ashore, entreating him so to order it 
that the negro babo answered nothing till the fourth day when at sunrise the deponent coming on deck the negro babo showed him a skeleton which had substituted for the ship's proper figurehead the image of christopher colon the discoverer of the new world that the negro babo asked him whose skeleton that was and whether from its whiteness he should not think it a white's that upon his covering his face the negro babo coming close said words to this effect quote, keep faith with the blacks from here to senegal or you shall in spirit as now in body follow your leader End quote. pointing to the prow that the same morning the negro babo took by succession each spaniard forward and asked him whose skeleton that was and whether from its whiteness he should not think it a white's that each spaniard covered his face that then to each the negro babo repeated the words in the first place said to the deponent that they the spaniards being then assembled aft the negro babo harangued them saying that he had now done all that the deponent as navigator for the negroes might pursue his course warning him and all of them that they should soul and body go the way of don alejandro if he saw them the spaniards speak or plot anything against them the negroes a threat which was repeated every day that before the events last mentioned they had tied the cook to throw him overboard for it is not known what thing they heard him speak but finally the negro babo spared his life at the request of the deponent that a few days after the deponent endeavoring not to omit any means to preserve the lives of the remaining whites spoke to the negroes peace and tranquillity and agreed to draw up a paper signed by the deponent and the sailors who could write as also by the negro babo for himself and all the blacks in which the deponent obliged himself to carry them to senegal and they not to kill any more and he formally to make over to them the ship with a cargo with which they were for that time satisfied and quieted but the next day the more surely to guard against the sailors escape the negro babo commanded all the boats to be destroyed but the long-boat which was unseaworthy and another a cutter in good condition which knowing it would yet be wanted for lowering the water casks he had it lowered down into the hold various particulars of the prolonged and perplexed navigation ensuing here follow with incidents of a calamitous calm from which portion one passage is extracted to wit that on the fifth day of the calm all on board suffering much from the heat and want of water and five having died in fits and mad the negroes became irritable and for a chance gesture which they deemed suspicious though it was harmless made by the mate ranids to the deponent in the act of handing a quadrant they killed him but that for this they afterwards were sorry the mate being the only remaining navigator on board except the deponent that omitting other events which daily happened and which can only serve uselessly to recall past misfortunes and conflicts after seventy-three days navigation reckoned from the time they sailed from nazca during which they navigated under a scanty allowance of water and were afflicted with the calms before mentioned they at last arrived at the island of santa maria on the seventeenth of the month of august at about six o'clock in the afternoon
at which hour they cast anchor very near the american ship bachelor's delight which lay in the same bay commanded by the generous captain amasa delano but at six o'clock in the morning they had already descried the port and the negroes became uneasy as soon as at a distance they saw the ship not having expected to see one there that the negro babo pacified them assuring them that no fear need be had that straight away he ordered the figure on the bow to be covered with canvas as for repairs and had the decks a little set in order that for a time the negro babo and the negro atufal conferred that the negro atufal was for sailing away but the negro babo would not and by himself cast about what to do that at last he came to the deponent proposing to him to say and do all that the deponent declares to have said and done to the american captain that the negro babo warned him that if he varied in the least or uttered any word or gave any look that should give the least intimation of the past events or present state he would instantly kill him with all his companions showing a dagger which he carried hid saying something which as he understood it meant that the dagger would be alert as his eye that the negro babo then announced the plan to all his companions which pleased them that he then the better to disguise the truth devised many expedients in some of them uniting deceit and defence that of this sort was the device of the six ashantees before named who were his bravos that them he stationed on the break of the poop as if to clean certain hatchets in cases which were part of the cargo but in reality to use them and distribute them at need and at a given word he told them that among other devices was the device of presenting a tufal his right-hand man as chained though in a moment the chains could be dropped that in every particular he informed the deponent what part he was expected to enact in every device and what story he was to tell on every occasion always threatening him with instant death if he varied in the least that conscious that many of the negroes would be turbulent the negro babo appointed the four aged negroes who were cockers to keep what domestic order they could on the decks that again and again he harangued the spaniards and his companions informing them of his intent and of his devices and of the invented story that this deponent was to tell charging them lest any of them varied from that story that these arrangements were made and matured during the interval of two or three hours between their first sighting of the ship and the arrival on board of captain amasa delano that this happened at about half-past seven in the morning captain amasa delano coming in his boat and all gladly receiving him that the deponent as well as he could force himself acting then the part of principal owner and a free captain of the ship told captain amasa delano when called upon that he came from buenos aires bound to lima with three hundred negroes that off cape horn and in a subsequent fever many negroes had died that also by similar casualties all the sea officers and the greatest part of the crew had died and so the deposition goes on circumstantially recounting the fictitious story dictated to the deponent by babo and through the deponent imposed upon captain delano 
and also recounting the friendly offers of Captain Delano with other things, but all of which were omitted. After the fictitious, strange story, etc., the deposition proceeds. That the generous Captain Amasa Delano remained on board all the day, till he left the ship anchored at six o'clock in the evening, deponent speaking to him always of his pretended misfortunes, under the forementioned principles, without having had it in his power to tell a single word, or give him the least hint, that he might know the truth and state of things. Because the negro Babo, performing the office of an officious servant, with all the appearance of submission of the humble slave, did not leave the deponent one moment. That this was in order to observe the deponent's actions and words, for the negro Babo understands well the Spanish. And besides, there were thereabouts some others who were constantly on the watch, and likewise understood the Spanish. That upon one occasion, while deponent was standing on the deck conversing with Amasa Delano, by a secret sign, the negro Babo drew him, the deponent, aside, the act appearing as if originating with the deponent. That then, he being drawn aside, the negro Babo proposed to him to gain from Amasa Delano full particulars about his ship and crew and arms. That the deponent asked, for what? That the negro Babo answered, he might conceive. That, grieved at the prospect of what might overtake the generous Captain Amasa Delano, the deponent at first refused to ask the desired questions, and used every argument to induce the negro Babo to give up this new design that the negro babo showed the point of his dagger, that, after the information had been obtained, the negro babo again drew him aside, telling him that, very night, he, the deponent, would be captain of two ships instead of one, for that, great part of the American ship's crew being to be absent fishing, the six Ashantees, without any one else, would easily take it, that at this time he said other things to the same purpose, that no entreaties availed, that before Amasa Delano's coming on board, no hint had been given touching the capture of the American ship, that to prevent this project the deponent was powerless, that in some things his memory is confused, he cannot distinctly recall every event, that as soon as they had cast anchor at six of the clock in the evening, as has before been stated, the American captain took leave to return to his vessel, that upon a sudden impulse, which the deponent believes to have come from God and his angels, he, after the farewell had been said, followed the generous Captain Amasa Delano as far as the gunwale, where he stayed, under the pretense of taking leave, until Amasa Delano should have been seated in his boat, that on shoving off, the deponent sprang from the gunwale into the boat, and fell into it, he knows not how, God guarding him, that... Here in the original follows the account of what further happened at the escape, and how the San Dominique was retaken, and of the passage to the coast, including in the recital many expressions of eternal gratitude to the generous Captain Amasa Delano. The deposition then proceeds with recapitulatory remarks, and a partial remuneration of the Negroes, making record of their individual part in the past events, with a view to furnishing according to command of the court, the data whereon to found the criminal sentences to be pronounced. From this portion is the following. 
that he believes that all the negroes though not in the first place knowing to the design of revolt when it was accomplished approved it that the negro jose eighteen years old and in the personal service of don alejandro was the one who communicated the information to the negro babo about the state of things in the cabin before the revolt that this is known because in the preceding midnight he used to come from his berth which was under his master's in the cabin to the deck where the ringleader and his associates were and had secret conversations with the negro babo in which he was several times seen by the mate that one night the mate drove him away twice that this same negro jose was the one who without being commanded to do so by the negro babo as lecbe and martinqui were stabbed his master don alejandro after he had been dragged half lifeless to the deck that the mulatto steward francesco was of the first band of revolters that he was in all things the creature and tool of the negro babo that to make his court he just before a repast in the cabin proposed to the negro babo poisoning a dish for the generous captain amasa delano this is known and believed because the negroes have said it but that the negro babo having another design forbade francesco that the ashanti lecbe was one of the worst of them for that on the day the ship was retaken he assisted in the defence of her with a hatchet in each hand with one of which he wounded in the breast the chief mate of amasa delano and the first act of boarding this all knew that in sight of the deponent lecbe struck with a hatchet don francisco massa when by the negro babo's orders he was carrying him to throw him overboard alive beside participating in the murder before mentioned of don alejandro aranda and others of the cabin passengers that owing to the fury with which the ashantees fought in the engagement with the boats but this elecbe and john survived that john was bad as lecbe that john was the man who by babo's command willingly prepared the skeleton of don alejandro in a way the negroes afterwards told the deponent but which he so long as reason is left him can never divulge that jean and lecbe were the two who in a calm by night riveted the skeleton to the bow this also the negroes told him that the negro babo was he who traced the inscription below it that the negro babo was the plotter from first to last he ordered every murder and was the helm and keel of the revolt that atufal was his lieutenant in all but atufal with his own hand committed no murder nor did the negro babo that atufal was shot being killed in the fight with the boats ere boarding that the negresses of age were knowing to the revolt and testified themselves satisfied at the death of their master don alejandro that had the negroes not restrained them they would have tortured to death instead of simply killing the spaniards slain by command of the negro babo that the negresses used their utmost influence to have the deponent made away with that in the various acts of murder they sang songs and danced not gaily but solemnly and before the engagement with the boats as well as during the action they sang melancholy songs to the negroes and that this melancholy tone was more inflaming than a different one would have been and was so intended that all this is believed 
because the Negroes have said it. That of the thirty-six men of the crew, exclusive of the passengers, all of whom are now dead, which the deponent had knowledge of, six only remained alive, with four cabin boys and ship boys, not included with the crew. That the Negroes broke an arm of one of the cabin boys, and gave him strokes with hatchets. Then follow various random disclosures, referring to various periods of time. The following are extracted. That during the presence of Captain Amasa Delano on board, some attempts were made by the sailors, and one by Edmenegildo Gandix, to convey hints to him of the true state of affairs, but that these attempts were ineffectual, owing to fear of incurring death and furthermore owing to the devices which offered contradictions to the true state of affairs, as well as owing to the generosity and piety of Amasa Delano, incapable of sounding such wickedness. That Luis Galgo, a sailor about sixty years of age, and formerly of the King's Navy, was one of those who sought to convey tokens to Captain Amasa Delano, but his intent, though undiscovered, being suspected, he was, on a pretense, made to retire out of sight, and at last into the hold, and there was made away with. This the negroes have since said, that one of the ship-boys, feeling, from Captain Amaso Delano's presence, some hopes of release, and not having enough prudence, dropped some chance word respecting his expectations, which, being overheard and understood by a slave-boy with whom he was eating at the time, the latter struck him on the head with a knife, inflicting a bad wound, but of which the boy is now healing. That likewise, not long before the ship was brought to anchor, one of the seamen, steering at the time, endangered himself by letting the blacks remark a certain unconscious hopeful expression in his countenance, arising from some cause similar to the above. But this sailor, by his heedful after-conduct, escaped that these statements are made to show the court that from the beginning to the end of the revolt it was impossible for the deponent and his men to act otherwise than they did that the third clerk hermenegildo gandix who before had been forced to live among the seamen wearing a seaman's habit and in all respects appearing to be one for the time he gandix was killed by a musket ball fired through a mistake from the American boats before boarding. Having in his fright ran up the mizzen rigging, calling to the boats, Don't board, lest upon their boarding the negroes should kill him, that this inducing the Americans to believe he some way favored the cause of the negroes, they fired two balls at him, so that he fell wounded from the rigging, and was drowned in the sea. That the young Don Joaquin, Marques de Arambolasa, like Hermenegildo Gandix, the third clerk was degraded to the office and appearance of a common seaman, that upon one occasion, when Don Joaquin shrank, the negro babo commanded the Ashantee Lecbe to take tar and heat it, and pour it upon Don Joaquin's hands, that Don Joaquin was killed owing to another mistake of the Americans, but one impossible to be avoided, as upon the approach of the boats, Don Joaquin, with a hatchet tied edge out, and upright to his hand, was made by the negroes to appear on the bulwarks, whereupon, seen with arms in his hands and in a questionable attitude, he was shot for a renegade seaman. 
that on the person of Don Joaquin was found secreted a jewel, which by papers that were discovered proved to have been meant for the shrine of Our Lady of Mercy in Lima. A votive offering beforehand prepared and guarded to attest his gratitude when he should have landed in Peru, his last destination, for the safe conclusion of his entire voyage from Spain. That the jewel, with the other effects of the late Don Joaquin, is in the custody of the brethren of the Hospital de Sacerdotes, awaiting the decision of the Honorable Court. That, owing to the condition of the deponent, as well as the haste in which the boats departed for the attack, the Americans were not forewarned that there were, among the apparent crew, a passenger and one of the clerks disguised by the negro babo. That, besides the negroes killed in the action, some were killed after the capture and re-anchoring at night, when shackled to the ring-bolts on the deck. That these deaths were committed by the sailors, ere they could be prevented. That so soon as informed of it, Captain Amasa Delano used all his authority, and, in particular, with his own hand, struck down Martinez Gola, who, having found a razor in the pocket of an old jacket of his, which one of the shackled negroes had on, was aiming it at the negro's throat. That the noble Captain Amasa Delano also wrenched from the hand of Bartholomew Barlo a dagger secreted at the time of the massacre of the whites, with which he was in the act of stabbing a shackled negro, who the same day with another negro had thrown him down and jumped upon him that for all the events befalling through so long a time during which the ship was in the hands of the negro babo he cannot here give account but that what he has said is the most substantial of what occurs to him at present and is the truth under the oath which he has taken which declaration he affirmed and ratified after hearing it read to him he said that he is twenty-nine years of age, and broken in body and mind, that when finally dismissed by the court, he shall not return home to Chile, but betake himself to the monastery of the Mount Agonia without, and signed with his honor, and crossed himself, and for the time departed as he came in his litter, with a monk in Feles, to the Hospital de Sacerdotes. End of chapter 13